again. Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Allie, good to be with you today, sir. You too, Dwayne. How are you? Everything is good? Yeah. Yeah. Busy day today, but, uh, you know, not a bad day. Just everything's scheduled, you know, one right after another, back to back to back. Yeah, you've been really busy lately, which is awesome. I love <laughs> I love hearing that. But But at the same time, it's interesting, right? You know, you've been doing this a long time, and you're still busy. And that's why we were chatting, right, about what, what's our call topic. It's about how, how to become an entrepreneur, right, how to actually go from being a self-employed person like um, like um, Stephen Covey talks about or, or Rich Dad, Poor Dad, where you have to break through the quadrants, the four quadrants, right, going from being an employee to being self-employed to a business owner and to an entrepreneur. So it's going to be a good call. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I think so. And I just want to remind everybody that's uh, on the live broadcast here uh, via Facebook, if you, uh, you know, have any comments or questions, feel free to be able to, uh, you know, to go ahead and do that, that uh, you have that uh, opportunity because you're live. Um, yeah. But those of you that are listening to the recording uh, to this, you know, feel free to uh, shoot us an email or, or, or what have you. Uh, you can go to schoolandertalk.com. And uh, there's a contact us page there, and you can uh, submit any questions or what you know, what have you, or any comments uh, as well. Yeah. And then even on the uh, on the um, uh, the thread here, you can uh, do that later on. And I, Allie and I go back, and uh, even after the live broadcast, and we you know kind of answer some of the questions sometimes as well. So uh, before we begin, though, Allie, um, let's talk about. Uh, uh, Real quickly, you, you guys got a school that you're opening up in Florida, and, and I hear that uh, it was not hit by Irma. No, actually, uh, we we lucked out, and I believe Lewis is on the line right now. I thought I saw him say hello, and he's my partner down there. And uh, yeah, um, most of my family, most of my friends, and um, thank God, a good majority of the people really weren't that badly affected by the storm. So uh, we did luck out, and, um, you know, that's important. Oh, we also have uh, a Kira on, which is, she's from Colorado. Um, so we have uh, Florida and Colorado and a few places, so that's pretty cool. So thanks for being on the call with us, you guys. So this subject with regards to, um, you know, really becoming an entrepreneur, uh, how, do you want to, uh, how do you want to start it off, Allie? Well, I like, I always like to try, here's the thing, you know, I've been doing this a long time, 26 years. I often, for those that are listening, and now it's getting to be a, a, to a point, um, Lewis just said he's good down there in Florida, so that's great. We're in the build-out stages. We had just gotten our mat delivery, by the way, and, and that's when the storm, everyone was on, you know, shut down, and, you know, like, oh, the mat just got delivered. Hopefully there's no flooding. We just built an office, but thank God we're all good. But anyway, thanks for being on the call, Lewis. And uh, so anyway, for me, Dwayne, and, and please, you know, chime in at any given time. If I don't stop talking because of the delay, just put your hand up and I'll stop. But uh, but you know what's interesting is that, you know, it, it literally, I think, the most important thing, and I think that you'll agree, but I want you to you know, give me your opinion, is mindset, right? Of course, it's about taking that next step. You know, some people are very satisfied with being employees, and that's totally fine. Some people are satisfied with being self-employed, meaning like they're the cook, cleaner, you know, bottle maker. They do everything. They teach. They clean. They do the office. They do the billing. And um, and then taking that jump, that leap of faith, um, probably for most people is a matter of dollars and cents, right? I can't afford to hire someone or um, I'll wait till I build my enrollment up to X before I hire someone. And sometimes it takes twice as long that way. 
So that's why I say it's a leap of faith. You know, you got to put your, your take a shot. But it is mindset. What do, you, what do you think? That's one of the most important things is mindset. Well, I totally agree. Um, but, you know, a lot of us, I think, got into the business because it was a passion of ours. Um, and then we realized that, you know, if we were going to make a go of this and be successful, that we actually had to become a business owner. And that's where the, yeah. uh, you know, that, that's where the mindset, um, I think, then comes in, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, and there's probably a few different things we're actually talking about because, like, my daughter and I, who love to watch TV shows that are mysteries and, and things like that, we always joke, she loves SVU, and I'm always like, another layer. You know, it starts off that someone got murdered, but it was the cousin of the aunt and the uncle that are in a conspiracy because of 20 years earlier. You know what I mean? The layers, just they just keep layering things and changing the plot line. So, you know, there are layers in making that decision. In other words, too, um, the hard part is – becoming a business owner because we we and i i'm i'm feeling this i just had an issue in my school last night which um you know i'll quickly bring up where uh, i personally you know was trying to tell a kid they didn't have their full uniform and i asked the, the people you know do they have their shirt and the person said yeah we have a shirt and i'm like okay put it on oh we don't have it with us and i'm like well we really need to wear the complete uniform and and they got upset with me you know and 45 minutes later i'm done teaching a class the the per, the father's in the lobby irate you know talking very loudly wants his money back and i'm like all over a uniform so, like, I, there's a part of me that's so passionate about what I do, and I want to spread the, what I learned from my teachers, the disciplines, the mindset, the martial art. I want to continue to share that with people because I feel in this world it's being lost. I think most tradition is being lost in our fast food society. And, uh, you know, yeah. even with, re with religion, it's almost like, I, you know, I heard the other day, like, they have, like, a, a speed mass at one church where it's like a 15-minute mass in and out. Boom, you're done. Like, you only have 15 minutes for mass, so we're going to rush it in. The priest is going to do abbreviated version of it, and you're out, you know, so that you could move well, I heard to about uh, I heard about drive-through drive communion. <laughs> I, so, so, like, yeah, I mean, so, like, where what is our society doing to themselves? And sadly... Everyone is so inundated with so much stuff and, and they can't, you know, they can't find the time to actually live their lives. And then, you know, so here's, you know, going back to that. So the mindset of being an entrepreneur, and it doesn't matter what business you're in, you know, you have to create rules and you have to follow them. Sometimes people don't like your rules. And then, you know, like this guy last night was insulting me, you know, talking negatively about my school, all, you know, saying that I'm a money grubbing operation because I expect them to wear a shirt. And, and I get it. I mean, maybe I failed initially by getting really sick down and, and really hammer home why it's so important, although, you know, we did talk, um, why the uniform is so important to me. But it is my rules and, and, and my school. So they don't have to choose me, which obviously they're, they're going to leave. But um, I just want to do the right thing. So it's mindset. Do we, do we, you know, set these rules up in our company? And you and I talk about rules all the time. Or do we allow the customer to dictate how we run our business, which I, the answer to that, I would say, is no. However, um, you know, you got to appeal. You, you know, you're trying to make money as a martial artist. You're trying to share the knowledge. So this is where it becomes a dilemma. But so, you know, how do we make that step? And mindset is the most important. So do you have any thoughts on what I just said? Or, Well, yeah, okay. So, um, you know, obviously with our, our um, martial arts business manifesto, you know, that, that, there, I think, opened up a, a lot of eyes to a lot of uh, or a lot of martial artists' eyes to how they need to be 
looking at their business from a business person's perspective without, you know, really without, uh, you know, losing the, um, oh, what do I want to say, the integrity of your style right. art or whatever right. it is that you want to teach. And, right. and you're right when you say it's all about mindset. But there are, and I, I, I can't label them because I don't know that, that they have any labels. Maybe they do. But, you know, when you first start out, like I said before, you first started out, it was your passion. I know for me it was right. my passion. And I wanted to do what I love to do on a daily basis. And so... That's my, that's my girlfriend saying hello, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so I wanted to do what I did, you know, what I love to do on, on a daily basis. And so, but what had happened was my passion turned into a job. I wasn't an entrepreneur. I owned a business, but really the business owned me. You know, it was, it was just another job. So I had traded, you know, one full-time job for another full-time job. And, you know, in most cases, that's the way that it goes. You, you start out that way anyways, unless you have some sort of, big, deep pockets, you know, or halfway decent, deep pockets to start off with. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you could you could okay. open up full-scale employees, you know, branding. But, you know, as most martial artists, we start off and we build our way to that point, right? So, um, you know, nowadays investors come in and all that other stuff on certain companies, but most martial artists build their businesses by starting from scratch, either a small location and then they eventually build or no mats and then they buy the mats, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I agree with you 100%. So, you know, after you um, make some money and you get some, you know, students in there, you have to go to the dilemma that you talked about before. And that dilemma is, you know, when do I hire another staff member and who should that staff member be? And I, you know, we're not in, you know, this call isn't uh, about, um, you know, maybe the order of importance, but I'll go ahead and, right. and, you know, give what I kind of feel is the order of importance. Yeah. That would be to get some sort of office personnel, whether it's a full-time or part-time, you know, quote-unquote uh, program director, someone there to do all the things that need to happen in the office so therefore you can do all the things that, you know, happen on the floor. Because the majority of us, um, we're either great martial artists and good teachers or good martial artists and great teachers. Very few of us are great martial artists and great teachers, although there are some. Um, yeah. It, it, I just had to throw that in there. But, but the thing is that our, our point of interest was to teach the martial arts, not necessarily do all the business end material. Um, right. You know, or, or even, or even just, uh, you know, typing in the contracts or what have you. So right. it's, it's, it's important to understand that I think, you know, you need to move from um, that one-person shop to somebody in the office. But, see, then when you introduce that, that's where it comes into play that we talked about before, that you need to have uh, uh, systems and standards and, and you know, uh, a way to inspect what you expect on that employee. In the right. beginning, it's it's not as uh, systematized, it's not as strict or rigid, but really, if you think about it, it should be that strategic, where yeah. you are going to put these X Y Z systems in place, and then you are able to follow up on them, and even to the point where you're going to set up training uh, on how to train somebody how to do that. And right. So there there are 
so there are uh, levels of growth, but even then, you're still not a true entrepreneur in the sense of the word entrepreneur because you uh, you now have created a job for yourself, and then you still have you know you've created a job for somebody else right. until you start to um, delegate and duplicate, and that's one thing that we talk about in the M2 in our program, the the the, the uh, management module is you know how to the difference, number one, between delegating and, and, and uh, 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 well, uh, gosh, I, I'm lost. What did I, heck did I say? Delegating yeah. and duplicating, excuse me. Right. So delegating and duplicating, um, which are two different things anyways. So it's important to, um, you know, so your office, you're going to delegate that, infer- that, that stuff. You're going to have somebody else do it. You're not necessarily duplicating yourself because maybe you're not good in the office, so why do you want to duplicate you? If you're a C student in the office, you don't want a C student. You want to hire somebody that's an A student in that office. Right, With regards to your floor, you probably are the A student. And so then you would start to work with your, and whatever you call it, storm team members, leadership team members, you know, whatever your verbiage is for that, that's where your instructors are going to then start to come from. Well, once you get to a position that you have office personnel running systems, running those, uh, uh, you know, those things that you put into place, but then also being able to follow, being able to actually inspect what you expect with them, and then doing the same thing on your floor uh, with your instructors, whether they're, again, paid or not paid, doesn't matter. There still needs to be a structured way that they're going to learn how to do the information, and yeah. then you delegate delegate and duplicate yourself with those individuals. And that's when you can step out of your business to a certain degree. Now, I personally think, I know there's more than this, Allie, so you're going to say that I'm wrong um, or disagree with me politely. But um, there's three major aspects of your business. There is the, um, you know, the desk work, you know, so the, uh, you know, the program director's position. There is Mm -hmm. the instructional position and then there is the marketing um right I, I would i would include personally i would include and this is where we're going to differ um because i know there's more pillars than that because you want to throw right. in retail and other things and yeah, i don't yeah. want to leave retail out right, right. I kind of include personally i include retail into the marketing right. side of it and also the program director side of it if that makes sense yeah. But there's three major, like I said, there's three major pillars. Those are the three. Um, the two that you want to delegate and duplicate yourself are the instructional and then also the program director. I right. don't know, I don't feel that you should give up the marketing aspect of it until, you know, you have systems in place for that marketing and then maybe you hire somebody for for marketing to follow those systems. But I've not done that. I don't know about you, Allie. I think you still do all the marketing for your school yeah, as well. absolutely. And I think that's – that's and to me, that's actually the most important piece, although it's not the on-the-ground piece. But that yeah. marketing goes back into what we talk about. And I know that's a boring subject, but it goes back into what we talked about before with the, with regards to your branding. And your branding infiltrates all of the other uh, pillars of your – of your school. It it infiltrates the marketing and infiltrates the teaching and it infiltrates the program director spot as well. Right. Um, And, and everything falls under that brand, uh, that branding header, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, and, and I'm going to interject there because it's pretty important. So check it out. Um, I th- th- can I don't know if you can see this, but it, it is can you see that on there on my camera? Yeah, th- yeah. This is the, basically the four quadrants, right? So on the you know upper left hand corner is employee. The bottom left hand corner is self employed. The top is business owner, and the bottom is entrepreneur, right? So um, everything that you said. It is basically stepping you from each category, right? So when you are everything by yourself, you're the employee, right? But then you, you – or you work for a company, and then you want to be on your own, and then you become the self-employed. Same thing as being an employee, but now you do everything. You you are you know opening closing cleaning calling blah blah blah. You do everything. You, you know you may get some help, and like you mentioned, some some uh, you know. Um, uh, you know, help that maybe is an unpaid or assistance and instructors that may want to help you out and make your life a little easier. Somebody might help you with calls and all those things. Um, the real hard part is jumping from the self-employed to the business owner. And that's hard, dude. I, I mean, I, I, look, I've been doing this for 26, going on 27 years, um, having a school. And um, it, it is so tough. Uh, Ryan Blanchard just uh, chimed in, great topic, and he is a very successful school owner. Um, down in uh, Louisiana, and he who runs an I Love Kickboxing school and a martial arts school. He's a great guy. Just can, he actually does what I teach my clients to do. He branched off into a whole other business, which is uh, um, lawn mower repair and uh, lawn mower sales and landscape equipment. He opened up a, has he bought a business that was existing a shop. It's amazing. Um, but but so how do we jump from the self-employed category to the business owner? And here's my one bit of advice so that people don't get discouraged with trying to hear everything. Um, you have to do it a little at a time. So you wear, you know, you got a hat on right now, right? I have a great ad where it has a mom wearing like 20 different hats and it says, you know, which hat are you wearing right now? Isn't it time you take time for yourself? And it's got like taxi cab driver, school teacher, homework assistant, cook, cleaner, mother, fa- you know, all of these things, right? Um, So now you take off the hat and you say, okay, I'm going to be a business owner. I'm going to start to look at or, you know, join a program like ours where they give you, we give you systems, how to run it, the DNA, my my daily necessary activities and all of this stuff. So it's pretty simplified. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. However, um, you you do it a little at a time. You know, you're you're self-employed, but then you become a business owner. Then eventually when you can afford it or you're willing to make the leap of faith, you then hire someone, like you said before, so important, a front desk person, a program manager, whatever you call them, that could do a lot of the busy work that you are wasting your time with. Because in our manifesto, we talk about what is your time worth. Are, Are you a good person to put in the chair and make phone calls or enter contracts or do paperwork? Or could you pay someone to do that and then you take your expertise and put it into marketing and so on? Yeah, I was going to quickly say, you know, um, the finger thing worked, by if, the way, you see? Yeah. If, if, there, <laughs> if, you're, you're, if your unique ability is the office, then, yeah, you're going to hire somebody to do the teaching for you. But as the owner of the business, you need to know how everything works, um, but you don't have to do everything. So what I mean by that is you need to know what the outcome of every uh, position in your business uh, is, but you don't have to know how to do everything in your business. But I wanted to throw that in there because there are some martial artists that are are good martial artists, but they're not really good teachers, but they do want to have a studio. Maybe those aren't the ones that need to be out on the floor. Now, they might have to right. be in the beginning, 
and so they can train somebody else that maybe is more charismatic or or whatever it is. But then that individual is out on the floor, and maybe they're in the office, and yeah. so they you know hire and train somebody. So I don't want everybody to think that it has to be well. I'm the instructor, and I have to hire an office personnel. Right. No, right. it all depends on 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 your unique ability. And very quickly, I want to say, Allie, you know, you might want to change that ad with that hat. One of those saying taxi driver uh, to Uber. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true, right? <laughs> so. Um, you know, so, so with what you just said is so important, right? So now, and you also have, like, look, at, I, I had this issue yesterday. If I wasn't teaching last night, I probably wouldn't have had this issue because I wouldn't have, my staff may have approached it differently. I think sometimes when people see me, because I'm the head guy and I'm asking them to do something, they take offense to it. Um, rather than uh, someone who's lower on the totem pole, right? So right away, the big boss has got an attitude, and he's talking about whatever, and he's making my kid cry, and he, you know, and, and you know, or maybe an employee, a, a staff member, or somebody like that would be taken differently, right? Because they're just delivering the message. Does does that make sense? They're the messenger. They're not the so no one really wants to shoot the messenger, right? But when it's the guy from the top saying it then all of a sudden it becomes offensive, annoying, and, you know, whatever. So, so there are certain areas where you have certain people that kind of shield you, help you, and, and assist you in these different areas as well. So for the people who chimed in, I mean, the topic is amazing, and, and I think that they have to understand that, you know, hey, listen, if you want to make that jump, you have to do the things that we're saying, you know, make those necessary steps to become a business owner. Um, Dwayne, how do you, how do you suggest people like what, how do they evaluate themselves? You know, how, how does one know, um, when it's time to do that and where their strengths and weaknesses are? You know, we've done questionnaires on this. Like, where do you feel most comfortable? Are you better on the floor? Are you better in the office? Do you feel you're good in both? You know, like, you know what I mean? So how does a business owner know when they're shooting himself in the foot because they might not be right for a specific job? Well, uh, that's a that's a deep subject. Um, <laughs> uh, you you want to know the, the the fastest and quickest way? Yeah. All right. So um, I've got a book. Let me grab it real quick. Okay. Um, and this book here is about finding your unique ability. Can you see that? Yeah. Perfectly. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe I need to move it over a little bit. But that's great. Anyways. Good. Um, yeah, and the nice thing about this book, and then there's a, uh, I grabbed this too, there's a workbook that goes along with it, and there's work to do with it. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, something that uh, is a fly-by-night type of thing. And here's the nice thing about it. What I love about it is, um, and, and it reminds me of some similar things that, that we've talked about too, because it does um, go through and you track your day, your week, and those type of things. You then actually categorize things that you are, um, is your unique ability, uh, that you feel is your unique ability, things that are excellent, things that are, um, that you feel that you're excellent in, that you're competent in, and then you're incompetent in. Um, and your goal then therefore should be to, your ultimate goal is to really only be operating in your own unique ability, meaning um, the things that only you can do and the things that actually bring you pleasure doing it. So what I mean by that is, you know, what is the – if you want to quickly know what your unique ability is, what is the one thing that you, that you do, or two things or three things, but 
at least one thing that you do, that when you do it, when you're finished with it, you actually have more energy by doing it than it draining energy from you. And, and alongside of that, um, you could probably ask yourself the question, if you could do it for free, right, would, you know, would you still be doing it? And that's like a quick way to find out your unique ability. But I, I had to come to the conclusion, and it wasn't too hard for me, um, you know, because I always label myself as a lazy person. And, you know, uh, people say, oh, you're not lazy. And I'm, I'm really not lazy, um, but there's just things that I don't like to do, so I get other people to do it. You know, I hire other people to do it. I don't right. say I get, like, I don't mean I get them to do it. I pay other people to do it. So, for instance, and this goes back to our manifesto when we talk about knowing what your time is, because the reason you want to know what your time is worth is because anything underneath that uh, activity, you shouldn't be getting, you should not be doing in most cases unless you enjoy it. So what, I, what do I mean by that? I shouldn't be mowing my own lawn. Right. I, I make more than 10 bucks an hour. I shouldn't be mowing my own lawn unless I enjoy doing it. Um, cleaning the house. I hate cleaning the house. I hate it. I know you're not supposed to say hate, but I hate it. All right? Yeah. I can, cl- I can clean a house. I can clean a house good. When we were growing up, we had to clean all the time, right? Every Saturday morning was cleaning day. But I just hate it. So? Yeah. And by the way, you, you, get, mentioned that you mentioned hiring someone so that you and your wife could spend more time together. Remember a few calls ago, and my girlfriend okay, was okay. like, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. So, uh, and, and so, <laughs> so now I have my cleaning company from my dojo come once a month and do like a thorough cleaning so that her and I can spend more time and do this lighter cleaning. And we, we enjoy it, but at the same time, you know, uh, it, 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 she, she, you know she said, hey, why, does, why don't you do what Dwayne does and get someone to help us clean the house? So, <laughs> so I did. But uh, but you're right. And by the way, you know what I want to point out? You use the word lazy. And um, I think as entrepreneurs, we tend to feel guilty about delegating. Um, and we want to say, you know, hey, listen, I, you know, that's the right you have as an entrepreneur. Like, I'll give you an example. There's a great book. It's on my bookshelf somewhere behind me. Um, and it's called um, B- B- Monkey Business or, you know, Business of the Monkey or whatever. And it's all about um, handing the monkey to someone else. And I just had a conversation on, on, on email with one of my employees this morning, my program manager, and I asked her to find out about a, uh, a fair. She found out about the fair, and then she told me about the fair, and then she says, oh, I brought the information and put it in your envelope at the, at the school. And I, I emailed her back. I said, when, when you took over and you, um, you took on this task, you, I gave you the monkey. Now you gave me the paperwork. You, you're trying to pass the monkey back to me. I want you to take the job from start to finish and hold that monkey. And then when you're done, you still got the monkey on your shoulder because you did the whole task. I don't want to have to do it. That's why I asked you to do it, right? So I explained that to her. Um, so, you, you know, we're not lazy. We're just delegating. Like the, soul, the general doesn't feel lazy when he sends out the, the seals, right? Um, you know, or his Marines or whatever, that's part of his job. And we sometimes it's that guilt, and this is why I brought that up. We feel guilty about making people do things that we could do, but we're in essence buying their time because we pay them, right? Right. You know, so we have to kind of, that's an entrepreneurial sticking point, I think, that we always have to get over. Like, I feel bad. Hey, can you do this for me? I, I shouldn't have to ask like that, but I do anyway. Hey, can you, can you do me a favor? 
um, no, I'm, I'm paying you right now. You know, I want you to do X, Y, and Z. I mean, that's just the way it goes. I mean, that's why you hire people or else it's, it's you know, you're paying people to just be your friends. So, so does, does that sound fair? I just wanted everyone to hear that. Yeah, absolutely it does. Um, I, I no, no qualms here at all. No qualms here at all. And, and, yeah. in your, and you're right, there is you, – you do have to uh, overcome that guilty feeling of, of not being the one that does it all the time. Right. Um, yeah. So and, – and, and let me also add on to this. In order for you to bring – and, you know, I'm going to use this term, okay? I think it's, I think it's a beautiful term, okay? But in order to take your business to the next level – all right. Um, you yourself, and I've talked about this before, you yourself have to take yourself to the next level. Your business will only thrive as high as you personally are. And so what do I mean by that? I mean, like Ali had brought up before with regards to the mindset, if right. your business mindset is only at a C level, then your business will only be at a C level. Now, that's not to say that you won't have hints of a B in, for a season, but the problem with that is um, if you don't adjust quickly, you will drop from that B and maybe go to a C minus and a D. Yeah. Um, and, and how does that happen? Well, it happens very, very simply where let's say you get, you know, a, a rush of students. You've got 20 new extra students. You're not able to really handle them because of the structure that you have currently in place. And it's not willing, it's not, you know, it's not able to expand to hold those people. Well, then all the, everybody, plus those new 20, everybody has a bad experience at your school over at a certain period of time. And so not only do you lose those 20, or maybe you only lose 18 of those 20, but then you lose another 10 of the people that you already had, but you would have never lost them had you never got those 20. And yeah, so there are, go ahead. No, no, I, I was going to say, um, that that is called the entrepreneurial sinkhole, right? Like where where we we don't realize where you know we're trying to do it all. Like I have a client right now, a friend of mine, and he's uh, you know um, he's stuck in that. He can't afford a program manager, or he tries to hire them and then they don't stay, and inevitably he's overwhelmed by teaching, talking, doing, blah blah blah, and then the class experience is degraded, and people are quitting because they don't like the service they're getting. Like this dad who was mad at me yesterday was mad at me because I want to enforce my uniform law and, and that I asked for people to do that, my rule of having a uniform. Yet he was very satisfied. He told me my staff is great. My school is great. They love me. He just didn't like the way I handled it or approached him and so on and so forth. Anyway, um, long story short, uh, it's all about not having enough people, not for me, but for m many school owners that they don't have the people in place to help make their elevate their experience. Right? Is that, is that what you, that you're saying? Oh, most definitely. I mean, that's not the only thing I'm saying, but yeah, absolutely. That that um, that definitely is. So you yourself have to grow. Um, you know, so the your ability to be able to provide, like Ali had brought up, a great customer experience has to grow. Well, how do you do that? Well, you have coaches, you read books, you take seminars or whatever it is, but your your customer experience. Um, mentality has to rise from a C to an A. But unfortunately, sometimes what happens is, you know, those C owners, um, they think they're A's in that area. Right. 
Yeah, and so I met one. I met one of those. I met one of those this weekend at a, at a wedding, a school owner who is like, you know, he's like, he's telling me how to run my school. He doesn't really know me yet. He doesn't, we've never met. And, you know, I should do this and I should do that. And I'm like, well, oh, great. How you doing? Oh, yeah, I, you know, I got a thir- solid 28 students or 32 students, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's awesome. You know, like I, I just stayed quiet, you know. So, um, you know, sometimes people, we do believe more of that we are something that we're not. And, and by the way, that's what you were talking about before is trying to find your strengths and weaknesses or, or at least at minimum recognize them, right? And that's something that – didn't we do something a while back on journaling? You know, I, I said for everyone to write down everything that they do throughout the day for an entire week and then, um, you know, be a part of the Send journal. it to you. Yeah, yeah. And um, anyway, the journaling was something – yeah, we'll send you the whole journaling uh, email if you'd like. Just email us and I'll send it out to you. But it's all about tracking what you do how you spend your time, where you waste your time. And there's a whole process to it, but it's, it is arduous and it's painful because it takes a whole week of you really being delegate, uh, del- not delegate, uh, um, deliberate diligent. about, yeah, diligent and deliberate about knowing exactly what you're doing, how much time you're spending it on everything from sleeping to going to the bathroom to eating to brushing your teeth and showering and watching TV and all of these things because there's a lot of time wasters in there. Right. And that's important. I just had a family I talked to today that they're trying to find the time to bring their two kids down. I'm like, it's only three hours a week. You can't find three hours a week or two even. So it's all about our mindset. Right. And that's important. So, um, you know, it's that entrepreneurial sinkhole. You know, we're not lazy. We can delegate and all other things. Now, I know we have to cut our call a little short today. So um, do you have any things you want to use? Because we'll make it quick for those that are listening and wrap it up. And by the way, Ryan Blanchard. Um, he's a piece from Cajun martial arts. He wrote, um, that comes from an employee mindset. He says, we're taught that in school to do what our boss says instead of learning how to delegate. Um, so our whole lives is all about becoming an employee in rich dad, poor dad. He says, don't be, don't work your whole life to be an employee, work your whole life to be an employer. Right. And, um, that's important, but you know, Hey, listen, being a business owner, I'm not making it sound like it's easy. It's all, I didn't sleep last night because of this little issue I had with this parent, um, you know, and I'm up at 2.30 in the morning wide awake, you know, thinking about it because I, I inevitably want everyone to be happy. I want them all to walk away with like a Disney experience, right? You know, I want them to love everything that we do. Um, but sometimes you just can't keep everyone happy. And um, sometimes, you know, maybe you make mistakes and, um, you know, you handle things wrong, but doesn't mean that you're a bad person. You just got to keep on working at it, improving yourself, like you said. Yeah, and, you know, with regards to what uh, Ryan said, real, just real quickly, is um, that's why it's important, I believe, that you, you, you have to reteach your employees. I, do I want them to, you know, quote-unquote obey? Certainly. Right. But, um, you know, like I, I, I had a, a conversation with my uh, program directors um, and my head instructor, and I said, look, I said, you know, we have – we have these guidelines that we follow. This is how you're going to do it and those type of things. I said, but there's always, there's always uh, the, the if, ands, or buts. And, you know, there's always those times that uh, the I before E except after C type right. opportunities. And I said, if I, if, if I make this structure so rigid that it does not allow you to have some creative freedom when you're interacting with those students, um, I have I have unfortunately you know capped you on what you can do uh, right. with them or for them. And I said I don't right. want to do that. I said I have guidelines. 
would I, in a perfect world, yeah, it's going to follow these guidelines. But when it doesn't follow those guidelines, I need you to be creative and come up with a way in order to do it, whether it's out on the floor teaching a student that just isn't picking it up. I need you to be creative in, in how you approach that student. Um, do I equip them by teaching them different teaching tactics and ideas? And uh, Absolutely. Uh, but I will tell you that sometimes, right, sometimes my, my instructors have been in a situation, and because I allow them the freedom to, one, be creative, and two, make mistakes. They all know that I expect them to make mistakes. Right. Um, they've come up with some great ideas on how to right. overcome this obstacle with a student that I never would have thought of unless I was personally yeah. in that, and maybe I wouldn't have thought of it either. And the same thing on the program director's side, because they're in it every day. I allow them some freedom. Yeah. Of course, there's communication back and forth, but I allow them that freedom uh, to be able to make mistakes. Um, yeah. and, and usually they don't, but because I allow them to do that, it gives them the freedom to be creative, um, if that makes sense. So I just wanted to kind of tag along with what Ryan was saying. Is it's, our, it's our opportunity to actually reteach uh, these, uh, you know, employees that we have compared to what they've been taught uh, in right. school, obey, 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 or even by their parents, obey, obey, obey. Yeah. And however, though, they're, they're, I might add to your comment on freedom, it probably should be structured freedom. Right where well where, certainly yeah it's not like the Lord of the Flies where you know everyone starts to become like because that can happen and I've found that happen within my own organization where people start to do it their own way too long that they all of a sudden they start doing it their own way and it's so far from what it was when it was your way your brand your idea your system so you always have to be that guy to pull it back in and make sure that the structure is there and that people can see that and then they can work their magic within the structure that you're giving to them so that your brand stays alive, right? It's not going to be um, Disneyland and Joe. It's going to be Disneyland and Joe's coming to the management and sharing his ideas and they're going to implement it into the Disney model if they like it. Um, same thing goes with our schools. It has to be our school, our system, our way. Um, but at the same time, I agree with you 100%. You want people to buy in and feel comfortable, not just rigid that they're just they're like work cautious. Because you know what they say, I think, with employees that the most important thing for an employee is not money. It's expression and feeling like they're part of something bigger. Um, money right. is secondary, right? So, I mean, that's important for them to be able to express and feel and, and, and see the results that they put in. So, uh, yeah, any, any, any last closing statements? No, you know, uh, maybe just real quickly, uh, one, if you haven't downloaded the Martial Arts Business Manifesto, go to schoolownertalk.com and do that. It's, if you're on a PC, it's on the right-hand side of the page. If you're on your, on your phone, you have to scroll down almost to the bottom after like 10 different posts or something, and then it should be uh, right there. And uh, so do that. That, that would be good. And um, real quickly, do you have any books that would help with the mindset that you can think of? One, obviously, uh, Unique Ability 2.0 um, would right. be one. The other one I would say is what you brought up in the beginning is Michael Gerber's The E-Myth, um, yeah. I think is a good book, too. That's one of the first yeah. books that I was like, oh, crap, I, I can be an owner. Yeah, and you know what? That book is outstanding. In fact, I'm a huge fan of his. And then the other thing that I would say is for everyone, if you haven't read this, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Rob Kiyosaki. Um, it's a, it, was a, it was a book that he wrote that literally became a worldwide phenomenon. And it's it, it like 
transported his businesses into like this multi-million dollar enterprise, right? So read that book. It, it's about him and how he got to become an entrepreneur versus being the employee mindset. Um, and uh, it's, a, it's a must read if you haven't read it. And the other book that I want to suggest too is Leadership by Rudy, Rudy, uh, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani, I, very good. Yeah, I, I read that book many years ago, back in the 9-11 days, you know, almost 13, 14, 15 years ago. Um, and uh, it was, uh, you know, unbelievable at how he transformed New York and what he did and how he delegated and the command central and, you know, all the things that he did to pull all the heads of the groups together and stop the infighting and create a synergy and, and, and so on. So leadership, it's called by Rudy Giuliani. Excellent book. Yeah, the uh, broken yeah. windows concept I like. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yep. So, all right. Yep. All right. Then. Well, Allie, great, great to be with you. Hey, if you have not subscribed to uh, our podcast, make sure that you do that. Go to schoolhuntertalk.com, and you can do that via a Android device and or an iOS uh, uh, Apple product uh, type thing. So, And all of that is uh, on the right-hand side if you're on a PC, but then uh, if you're on your mobile device, you've got to scroll down to – uh, you know, past 10 posts in order to get to that link. So, Allie, right. good to be with you, and uh, you have a, great, uh, have a great week, sir. Awesome, Dwayne. I'll talk to you later. Everybody have a great day. Take care. All right, bye, guys.